Hey, how's it going? This is Josh from Books by Josh, and I want to welcome you guys to episode number 13 of the Books by Josh show. So guess what, guys? We're back from vacation. And today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Hey, guys. It's Dimitri from 24 Hours Inside. So a lot of people have been asking, where have I been? Well, as you guys know, the situation with my father was happening, and also, I left the job market, so I started a couple new ventures, such as 24 Hours Inside, but now I'm back, and... Better than ever. Yes. Right, guys? He so, is like a $6 million man. <laughs> repaired and re-engineered. Yes. So today's episode, the topic is rejection. Why did I choose rejection? Because I just recently started looking for a job again. And I had to deal with a lot of rejection. So let's talk about it. Yep. So rejection is getting told no. Could be from anything, asking for a cookie and being told no as a kid to applying for a job and saying hey, we decide to go with a different candidate who's more qualified than you, or even ask your girl to be told no. Rejection's everywhere in our life. We deal with it on a daily basis. Can't really get away from it. Exactly. So, and recently looking for jobs, the problem with me looking for a job is I'm overqualified for most of the positions I look for, and they don't want to pay me the salary I asked for, Yeah. which is a problem. What about you, Dimitri? You ever had that problem? Being overqualified? No. Being underqualified? Yeah, most likely. But I guess once you try switching jobs to a different field and you're used to making a certain amount of money, you kind of expect the same amount of money when you go to a different career. So you ask for what you think is the right amount raise. And clearly you're going to get rejected because if you're making 80K now, you drop into a different field where they're like, oh, so starting salary 60. Like, well, I can't really go down that low. So now you're rejecting both parties. Not going to go for the interview and not going to take you because you're not qualified and you're not going to be willing to take less money. Yeah, like I was recently hired for a position at my minimum starting salary an hour. But then after getting that job the next day, I received a call for a better opportunity. For a better opportunity. So I my first thing was... I just recently got accepted for another position, but by chance, what's the salary? I don't want to waste your time, and now I don't want you to waste my time. And after hearing the salary, I took the interview because at the end of the day, I have to pay my bills. So it's important to know your time's worth because yeah. why waste everyone's time if you're not willing to put up how much you need, why even bother going there, and why waste their time? They could find some other candidate who's qualified. Exactly. So in my case, I was commuting six hours. and it wasn't worth my time no matter how much i was getting paid i got offered to work in the hospital with overtime making six figures but my time's worth more than that yeah to be fair i was potentially looking for a job that would take me about an hour and a half commute as opposed to my regular 30 minute commute i didn't even go for it so you taking three hours each way is amazing dedication <laughs> yeah but so one of the things i've noticed is when people get rejected they feel down because they feel like they gave it their best, but it wasn't good enough. But, but it's also important to give it your best. Yes. Because the whole idea of rejection is you can half-ass your rejection. Like, hey, you can kind of try and you're like, well, I got rejected, but I didn't try that hard. And then you don't feel as bad. But then that's not really what you want to do. You want to commit to something fully. So when you do get rejected, it's a bigger blow. But you also commit yourself to fully and it becomes more of a learning experience as opposed to half-assing something. Yeah. It's like asking someone out. 
you're not going to get it right on the first time. You're going to get rejected 99% of the time. And also, what? you don't want to ask your boy to ask someone else for you because that's sloppy and that's you half-assing it. So you could, it's true. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. It's sloppy. you got to ask them yourselves. So that way, if you're rejected, you know what you did wrong as opposed to your boy did something wrong and you're blaming him. And that's completely different. You're not learning anything. So the point of rejection is to learn something. Yeah. But, it's uh, like Thomas Edison. He failed so many times at making light bulbs. Let's just say I forgot the exact number. When they asked about his hundred failures, he, you know what he said? I didn't fail a hundred times. I just found a hundred ways not to do a light bulb. You yeah, understand? Exactly. You have to change the way you think of things. Rejection just means it wasn't right for you, but the right thing's about to come up. Yeah. Because think about it, I was rejected from many jobs, but now I have the opportunity to work in a job I actually want to work. Which is also funny, kind of how jobs work. Going on a tangent, you get more job offers when you have a job as opposed to when you don't have a job, which is when it makes sense for you to get a job offer. Yeah. No, it's true. I accepted the job. I get another offer Saturday. I got another offer today on Wednesday. I bet you if you don't take any jobs for a week, you're not getting any job offers. No, either. it's funny. And also that Friday, I got another call See? and another email. It's nonstop offers, but it's like, it's like when you're single, you get no one, and then when you're in a relationship, everyone wants to flock to you. You're like the girl in the club now. Yep. Everyone's offering <laughs> you that thing. Exactly. So, returning to the job field. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been almost a year since I've had something tangible, you know? Yeah. At the job, I walked away from my job last September for personal reasons, and then I helped out an up-and-coming store for a couple months. While they got into a flow, and then the whole thing with my father, the whole thing with my father. So from there, I haven't been in the market really for a real job until now. Mm. And both companies that I'm looking at, I can have good tenure with both of them. So it's just going to be hard getting adjusted to that life again. Yeah, but I mean, I've been living that life. <laughs> it's not something you want to really get adjusted to, but. Kind of feels nice to have something steady. Yeah, but I want the one I interviewed for recently because that one, <laughs> I could do a graveyard shift and then I have the day all to myself. Yeah, you can do double down, do two jobs, or like you said yourself, like just working your hide, uh, side hustle and then do your other job. Yeah. Maximizing your time. You know what? How you know we deal with a lot of rejection? You and I doing our other businesses that we go business to business or door to door. Yeah. <laughs> we get rejected left and right. Fun. Um, believe no and thank you has been used over 50 to 60 times, sometimes in one day. No, don't forget, we're not interested. Yeah, you're right. No and thank you sounds better, actually. I know. Oh, man. But it's funny because as you saw in that, or as you interviewed Lewis, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he deals with that all the time and he loves rejection because that makes it have fun to be fair i did enjoy that part too back then i guess when i was dating it kind of made you like oh how am i gonna change things up to get a yes which is basically how you handle rejection in your life as well same yeah. thing for the businesses that we've been going door to door like oh no okay and then me and josh talk about all right so we should switch up these words here and there and maybe we'll get a yes no okay we'll switch up something else and we'll keep trying and trying until we get a yes that's the whole point of rejection it's not a no it's a no until something and then you get a yes yeah you just gotta learn how to adapt exactly. to the situation so rejection is not a 
bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. It's the whole idea like you can't know success until you know failure. Same thing with rejection. You can't know success. Yeah, you know, know rejection. <laughs> Same concept. It's like there's a special ad going around now mm-hmm. by Gatorade, I believe, mm-hmm. that has like all these athletes, you know, Michael Jordan, everybody talking. You want to know greatness? Well, get cut. Fail this. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. That's the only way to know real success is by failing. Oh, shit. Funny. I remember reading a book a long time ago. I think it was called 100 Days of Rejection, where this one guy, I don't know the premises of it, but he was afraid of being told basically no. Yeah. And then he kept going random stuff. For instance, he went from one door to a door. He's like, hey, ask for simple stuff. Hey, can I, bu- sir, can I borrow some sugar? Yeah. No, because you know, neighbors technically you can borrow sugar like they do in old school TV. Yeah. Some say no, some say yes. Other times, like, hey, can I borrow your hose? Or, hey, do you mind if I use your car to random strangers? And the whole point is, he wanted to his questions to be so ridiculous. You know, some people would say no, like, why yeah. are you asking? But he suddenly got yes. And what you learn is that the way people work is there's no, you never really know if something's gonna fail until you ask. Yeah. So rejection is basically you have to have rejection because you'll never know success. You need to ask for things that seem impossible. Because what if you get a yes? Yeah. The whole point of rejection is to get a yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a prime example of Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. King of the world, Apple, you know, made the Macintosh, had bad success with the Lisa, stuff like that. And guess what happened? He got cut. Yeah. And when he came back, he was better than ever. Exactly. Apple, you can say Apple was a good company, mm-hmm when he was first there, but when he got cut, they were on the verge of Bank being obsolete. Yeah. obsolete. obsolete yeah. The Wiz Circuit City, like that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He introduced the iMac, mm-hmm. iMac G3, which revolution, revolutionized the way computers were back then. Yeah. And guess what? Then he made the iPod, changed the music industry, guys. He took out the Zune. Yep. yep. Then he goes, you know what? We're getting into the phone industry. Yeah. And you can say, oh, it's because they had that much money that they, could do R&D, but guess what? Amazon made the phone. One of the biggest flops in the history of technology is the Fire Phone. Yeah, to be honest, never heard of it. Exactly. And yet, he said, you know what? Let's revolutionize tablets. Nobody has a tablet. Here you go. Here's a tablet. iPad. All that because he was cut. He knew what failure was. Yeah. And he knew to keep pushing the boundary until he got new stuff, like you said, until he developed new systems, new phones, new mechanisms. I mean, even look at Amazon now. Amazon's going to the whole bookstore. food business. Yeah. And the bookstores. Bookstores too. I mean, Amazon's been in bookstores. No, right? but physical stores now. Yeah, which is funny, right? Because Amazon, Amazon's like a evil genius. They got rid of bookstores by having e-books, and now they're bringing back bookstores. So if you think about it, it's crazy. They're like, let's make bookstores obsolete now. Like, you know what, guys? Now there's no competition. We're bringing back bookstores, and we are the bookstores. They closed down Borders. Yeah, I know. And they made Barnes & Noble close down stores. But guess what? That's better for me. That means I can sign my books at more places because my book is on Amazon. Dude, I think the only place I can get a book now, physical copies, is in the library. And I haven't been in a library in a long time. Now, there's some Barnes & Noble, like 14th Street. But like realistically, yeah. I mean, you're not going to travel out of your way for one location. You, you know what's funny? My physical books I actually buy, I buy them on eBay. Exactly. Yeah, Why well, take the train, spend $6 commuting? You, you can get all the reviews, you get a customer feedback. You get customer feedback on Amazon. 
What? Yeah. How would you get customer feedback in a bookstore? What are you gonna ask the cashier? Hey, sir, have you read no. this one book from the eighty thousand books you sell? No. But so the, it's genius. Yes. But the thing is, with that, and on the Amazon bookstore, they're gonna have everything there. Yeah. Like the reviews, you could pull up on like a Kindle or whatever mm -hmm. that said. Yeah. Oh shit. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> that's basically it, guys. Rejection is just means there's another door opening. You just have to find a way in. What's the thing is. Just going with the Amazon tantrum. I think it's very interesting that they're basically bringing technology to brick and mortar. Yep. Just... They're changing the way people think of stores. Amazon, listen to this. Their grocery store or supermarket, whatever you want to call it, is one of the most amazing ideas. It is. Yeah. You just walk in and out. That's it. I you know what? I think I, I think I understand the logic. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. So the basic idea is that like some people are hesitant to buy fruits online because you can't yeah. see it, you can't touch it. Same thing, yeah. some people are hesitant to buy clothing online. Yeah. So Amazon's like, okay, no problem. We're offering the online experience, but in store. So you can go in there, same online experience that everyone loves and needs, like yeah. quick access, shopping, see the price, comparison, but you can touch it in store. So it's actually, it's really smart. But you don't, button. but everything's built to you automatically. Exactly. No, that's, Which that's I love. Part. It's like, so you touch it and you ship it and everything's, it's literally, as you put things in a basket, you get credit for it yeah. right away. That's no waiting in line, which is one of the biggest issues with most these stores. Oh my Retail God. Store, you go to, um, what you call it, Target, uh, Best Buy. Think about us in the 30, supermarket 40 the other day. Minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine, like, I mean, I guess Amazon imagined it made it. Just go into a place, whatever you put in your cart, you check out at the same time. You, you bag your own groceries. Why go through all the waiting time movie theaters you should be saving popcorn no but look the self-checkout remember the self-checkout and like cvs and stuff that's different self-checkout you have to wait online no, you have to wait online for self-checkout then you have problems with the thing and then you need to call a cashier yeah. i'm working to scanning that's it oh my god dude. oh it's not taking bills it's not reading my card movie like, theaters should have self-checkouts they do for the tickets the kiosk no they it's a big issue for the tickets kiosk you still gotta wait in line yeah the only other issue is you can go through Fandango where they charge you a surcharge for it. But if movies just did it in their own place, they didn't have no, to like charge you a surcharge. On AMC, they have the kiosk right there that you buy the ticket. You have to wait in line to go to the kiosk. That's if you go a busy one. <laughs> Irrelevant, you just have to wait in line. The only other option is Fandango, but they charge you a surcharge. So if movies just did their own the app little and thing, you just scan it. Yeah, you just buy a movie from AMC Regal. And that location is, oh my God, why aren't they doing this? <laughs> we should patent it. <laughs> no, I wonder if like a Fandango has like, a special patent, like you can't buy a move online no. through anything else. Because you could buy off Adam and stuff like that. It's just you're right. Why aren't they doing that? Same thing with popcorn. You should. Like I said, in Hawaii, with like the story I told you off yeah. the air, Hawaii, you pick whatever you want. You grab it and then you scan it and then you swipe. You still scan it, but I would say no. the concept. But that's the whole thing. Because that. <laughs> oh, funny story. So today I went to McDonald's for lunch. Yeah. And I saw they didn't have those the kiosk where you order food by yourself. And I got so pissed off. I'm like, I got to talk to a person to order my food? I don't know why I was so pissed off because I had to talk to someone. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a people person. I <laughs> love people time to time. But it's just, I was so pissed off I had to talk to someone to order my food. Wait in line. But Everything should be online checkout. Everything. But you say that now a lot of people are going to think you're against jobs. Cause that's so much job. No, so I still have to make the yeah. food for you. I know that. You don't but have it, robots. I know. Yeah, I have done perfect. Yeah, I know what you mean. Obsolete jobs, are obsolete. Yeah. 
you don't need someone to fry food you. We have someone else to fry food for you. There's there's other skills out there. Need physical human contact, customer service. You need physical contact. You. <laughs> customer service was a fun turnaround. It went from you need to talk to a person on the phone, which took too long, to automated. It's like I don't want automated. Now you're paying extra. Like first chase private client. Their whole thing is we will always have a person talking to you on the phone instead of automated messages. And that's a whole big sell. Oh my god, I hate automated. So it goes from person to automated to person. So there's a fine line, I guess, what business needs what. And that's an example. That business will never yeah. be obsolete because you always need someone to talk to you. Exactly. In real life. That's why I love having a business account with Chase because I can see a bank since as your private client. Because regular banks, they don't care about you. You're just another number. Yeah. When you're a private client or a business, they're like, oh, I got to treat them better. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you definitely have more money in the bank yeah. and all that stuff. No, same thing with cell phone plan. I'm on the business plan, so I get a couple more incentives. Perks, yeah. yeah. For having that, but there are downsides to it. Like I can't go Best Buy upgrade the phone. Mm. I asked them, they're like, nope. But eh, you get better customer experience, and that's the whole thing about anything. Mm. Customer service. So no matter how good, you're yeah, exactly saying. No matter how good a business is, then it is customer service. You gotta no matter how good the product, you. that's what yeah. makes Apple stand out. Mm. Customer service. So this episode, we'll talk about customer service because my interview. That's how I sold myself. I yeah. have over ten years of customer relations experience. Yeah. That's something I'm trying to get into, kind of on the side, but <laughs> you need experience yeah. with it. But then, experience with then if you have an Apple phone and something goes wrong, where do you go? The Apple Store. You understand? Yeah. When you can't find it online. Also, the whole thing about online chat. On like online I don't chat. Like chats. I like no. For instance, I mean like uh, when let's say you're looking for an issue, you like contact us. You can talk yeah. to them by email. You can talk to them by oh, chat phone. Is I yeah. like con- a con- uh, which, sorry chat online chat online chat because. It's mostly instant feedback. Yeah. You see, you literally, it's kind of like messaging. You see someone typing to you, like, sir, I'll get to you right away, as opposed to on the phone, you hear the person, but then, like, oh, I'll we'll put you on hold. And then you're like, I hate this automated music. No. It's like when I called Best Buy, see if they could do the upgrade before going down to a store, which was like 20 minutes out of my way, mm-hmm. taking trains. And I could not get the answer. I was on hold for like an hour. I said, you know what? I called different stores, nothing. I just went to the store. That's the annoying part. You have to go to the store. Which is an issue. Something like, for instance, I, uh, the whole Super NES classic? gaming classic that came out. I was trying to hit up GameStop because, you know, you could get it in person. Yeah. Call the store, no response. But the store's too far away from me. I'm not going to go down there. But if they had great customer service or an online chat, yeah. that could have been taken care of. I would make contact with GameStop, but no. Also, um, so I subscribed to MealPal, which is basically like $5 a month. Um, five dollars a meal for twelve meals for a month. So sixty dollars yeah. a meal for twelve meals. Sixty dollars for a month for twelve meals, basically. Cheap discount meal. I play went to this place called Walk to Walk here in the city. Meals was we picked up between twelve thirty and twelve forty five. I'm there at twelve forty five. My meal's not ready. I don't give a good customer service response. Like, oh yeah, okay. I get ignored because I'm considered less than a customer when I pay for this. Although it's through their yeah. other Interparty, I never want to go back to. It. I've never been to Walk to Walk. I've seen that place many times. I always considered going to there. I'm always trying it. It's literally two blocks away from my work. If there were great customers, I would come back there every time. They could be making $10, $15 of customer for me every meal. Five meals, $65 coming, $75 coming to customer, yeah. to the business every day. But the customer service was so bad that I literally told my girlfriend, yo, no, we're done. Walk to Walk. You know, Walk to Walk, don't go there. Yeah. It's so bad. One customer experience moves the whole brand. Like you've been in brand, you yeah. Josh brand, you I mean 
like the Josh brand you talked about before, how you are the brand, the person. Same thing. That one person is the what walk to walk means to me. Because that one person didn't give me what I can say my due respect to paying customer. Never going back to walk to walk. Not even going to other assistant walk to walk. They ruined the franchise for walk to walk. That one person. That's how important customer service is. Customer service is the literally the backbone of any business. It is the backbone. Yeah. No matter how amazing product you said, if you don't have the correct response, if you don't treat the customer as their key, because the whole concept is what? Customer is always right. Yeah. Even if they're not, which usually they're maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong because maybe they were super busy. Whatever the situation is, the way I felt was I didn't feel appreciated and I'm never coming back to it. Customer service is key to anything. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing. In any of my interviews, no matter what job it is, it's relations, client relations, mm-hmm. which plays a big part. There's, we went to dinner, me and Dimitri, and he paid. Yeah, <laughs> the service was so bad that, like, the food was all right. You know, it's nothing right home about. But when we were paying the tip, they said not enough. It's like we're giving you what yeah, we like, felt how right. How dare you? Yeah. What do you mean not enough? Fifteen percent. That's the basic. Food wasn't good. You didn't give us anything special. I mean, food. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Food was okay. Yeah. Not home survivor. But you didn't give us anything special. You didn't go out. You didn't say hi, sir. You didn't have small con. You didn't have. We barely interacted with you. There was no interaction. You ready? Okay. Here's your food. Where's my bill? For what? You didn't cook the food. Hey, you want me to tip the chef? That's different. Talk to me. I'll tip the chef for making the meal. That's their tip. They deserve the money. You could bring me a menu, bring me a meal. You know, excuse me, F you. Yeah. I can bring up, walk up to the cash to the chick kitchen and bring out my yeah. own dish yeah, and right, not pay yeah. you fifteen percent of my meal. I am um, I am cheap as a person. So it's like I will pick up the food instead of delivery if it's within like 10, 15 blocks, so I don't pay an extra three, four dollars. But that's what comes out. Yeah. So in a restaurant, I walk 15, 20 steps to pick up my own dish. I'll, I don't I'll need ask for, you. For yeah. I don't need you to bring me the dish. If you're not doing anything productive you're not adding any value to me why am i giving you money exactly. why am i even what's the point of having a waitress in a to be fair this is a small restaurant so it's not like a big restaurant where you need a lot of waitresses that's different that you clearly need waitresses because you need yeah. a lot of People, traffic yeah. but in a small restaurant where kitchen to table is 10 steps i don't need a waitress yeah. i can do this myself and you and the restaurant will save money by not yeah. having them and you don't customer service is basically the chef and yeah. There's no better experience than, like first, there's restaurants where you see the chef make food in front of you, and that's the customer service experience yeah. itself, because you see the quality ingredients, you see the beauty and the craftsmanship the person puts into a product. That is customer service, yeah. and says it's beautiful. Exactly. That's all the customer service sells the business. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been places that I've gone to that the customer service is horrible, and I refuse to go back and do business with that, which is why I walked away from my previous job, because the customer service was not what I came to expect from the industry because I provide excellent customer service. And I still talk to my clients that I've met five years ago, 10 years ago, still to this day, because I build relationships with them. Same thing with friendship. Friendship is basically customer service to each other. You want to dive into it in a weird angle. Customer friendship is customer service. You there for each other, rough times, you go out, do things together. It's customer service. You're basically feeling uh, emotional and physical void for you. That's customer service in a way. Yeah. Uh, so that's the whole thing for today's episode. So, like always, guys, if you liked it, great. If you, 
and I hope you guys continue to listen because we're going to keep doing these. Not us how to improve our customer service to you, the viewers, and the listeners. Yeah. And if you guys want more, you know where to find us. Yep. Booksbyjosh.com. And if you want to see 24 Hours Inside, just go to YouTube.com and search Books by Josh yep. for 24 Hours Inside. 24 Hours Inside, guys. We interview people and find out the person behind the job. So we find out the customer service of the individual who's providing the service to you. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. Later.